Bulldogs. Hi, Bulldogs. It's Mrs. Denard. And Mrs. Catillo. And we're introducing you to uh, our very special and unique episode of interviews from the Knowledge Expo. This is a very cool episode. Um, It's actually going to be broken up into two parts because we had an event called the Knowledge Expo, which if Mm -hmm. you are a student at our school, you know all about this. Um, It was a wonderful event that we were really happy. So many kids came out, did a lot of research, learned about their passions. On their own. They they had the this knowledge expo was uh brought was introduced to them um as a way for them to uh research their passions. Right. Um and they had to do it on their own. They didn't have they might have had some classroom time, but we didn't give them any time. Right. Um we weren't able to give them any time unfortunately. Um but they Blew me away. Me Some, too. Yeah. Me too. It was it was really special. Um, I've been doing a knowledge expo for a long time. When I first started teaching fourth grade, many many years ago, it was a project just for my class, and then it turned into a whole fourth grade project, and then it turned into a school project, and then um, in 2012, I had a sabbatical, and I actually did these units of study um, for like enrichment students. Oh, okay. And part of the unit of study was they had to pick a topic and research it that was like with in their unit, and then we turned it into a district-wide knowledge expo. And it's funny because um, Mr. Gretter was somehow, I don't know how, like he was involved with it, I think, when I did it a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, but then, because he was a vice principal at another school, but then when I left on maternity leave, I took two years off and I was home with my kids. He had to be in charge of it. So, so he took over. He took over the Knowledge Expo. So now he's handing the reins back over to you. And yeah, when I came <laughs> back to the school, you know, at the beginning of the year and we started doing the podcast or, you know, started mm-hmm. this project, I said, let's bring back the Knowledge Expo. And, you know, we talked about this. We didn't know what to expect. No, we didn't know. I, I had no idea. I right. had no idea what like to expect. Like how much work were these kids going to do? Mm-hmm. And I didn't, in the past, I would say everybody has to make a trifold board. This time I said, just make whatever kind of a project mm-hmm. you want to make. So it was very individualized. It, it was, and it was cool because some of them made posters, some mm-hmm. of them brought in artifacts and objects, some of them just did their their project on you know Google Slides yep. or they did it a video. But everybody that you stopped and talked to... Knew what they were talking yeah, about. like mm-hmm. they were really versed in their topics and you could tell they were interested in yes. them and they were excited to talk about them. Um, and these were all the kids that... Um, would come up to us during the day and ask us, oh, can we be on the podcast? Because <laughs> everybody wants to be on the podcast. And right. unfortunately, we didn't have enough time to put everyone right, on. Right, There's but a lot of kids this, in our school. <laughs> yeah. But this was a way for us to be able to interview the kids right. and they they could share their passions right. um, with everybody. And, you know, just because we had such an overwhelmingly Mm -hmm. great response to the Knowledge Expo and so many kids were involved, we do have a lot of interviews. Yes, we do. Um, One or two you will hear repeats because Mm -hmm. they have already been interviewed on the podcast. But as we walked around, we kind of wanted to interview anyone who wanted to be interviewed. Who wanted to be interviewed, yep. And there were some, sadly, who did not want to be interviewed that maybe were a little shy, but did some awesome work too. So everybody, I'm really proud of everybody who did the Knowledge Expo, not just the ones that you're going to hear on this episode. Um, And I believe there are 32 mini interviews. So we we have to break it up into two. So this is going to be the first half, um, and then we're going to do the second half later. But please take the time to listen to it because, like I said, these kids worked really, really hard and they did such a nice job and you'll hear it in their interviews. So enjoy, enjoy the episode. 
Hello, we are here with Alexa, and she did this awesome project all about hamsters. So Alexa, tell us, um, how did you get interested in hamsters? Um, I just really wanted a pet hamster when I saw a video about one, like a little hamster was, and I was like, for my birthday, for my eighth birthday, I wanted a hamster, and I got one. So are you eight right now, or are you nine? I'm nine. So you've had your hamster for, like, almost a year? Yeah, a year. And did you learn a lot about your hamster, like, when you first got the hamster? I didn't know really about it. But you had to learn, right? Because now you have a pet hamster, so you have to take care of it. Um, what are some things that we should, like, if I was going to get a pet hamster, what are some things that I should know about them? They grow their teeth very long. Okay. Is that a bad thing? Um, kind of, because when you hold them, when they're, like, first awake, they might bite you, and then they, and then they, and they, like, bleed your finger. Do they chew on things that make their teeth get shorter? Like, is that a thing? Yeah, these toys right here. Oh, so she has examples of things, and these are, they look like a sponge, but they're really hard. So we have certain things that they chew on. And Alexa, I know you are not, um, the audience is only listening, they're not seeing. Um, but she has something really cool here. Can you tell us about what you made for your project that's on the table? I made a hamster maze with a little ping pong ball, and I drawed a hamster on it. Oh, I didn't even see that. So she has a ping pong ball that looks like a hamster. And why did you make a hamster maze? So it shows that hamsters can go through a maze. Are hamsters really smart animals? Yeah. Um, can you train them? Yeah. Really? Yeah, like in the pictures right here, I put a treat up for Charlie's so she can go up and get it. Wow, that's really cool. Um, so Charlie is your hamster? Yes. Is there anything funny that Charlie does all the time or anything you want to tell us about Charlie? Every single time like I go near her, um, she goes on my back and then calms up my head. And when she doesn't want to go on my head again, she goes down my back and then just jumps down. That's really funny. So she's friendly and you can pick her up and everything? Yeah. Does she have a hamster ball that she can run around in? Yeah, right here. Oh, yeah. Does she go fast? Not really, but she kind of runs into walls. I would imagine. That's probably very confusing for them. But they probably like it. Do they need exercise? Yeah. I guess just like any animal, they need exercise. So is Charlie going to go through this maze when you get home? Yes. And what do you think? Is she gonna is she gonna make it? She's gonna climb over this. <laughs> I think that you should videotape Charlie going through the maze and then you can use it next year for your knowledge expo project. Is that a good idea? Yeah. Alright, is there anything else you wanna tell us about? <gasps> I just saw something gross. The foods that hamsters can eat includes dried crickets. Does your hamster eat dried crickets? I never put them in her food. But I guess that's protein, right? Right. Um, anything else you want to tell us about hamsters that you learned or that you want to share? Um, all of these facts I actually got from my hamster, even, even the slideshow. It was actually from my hamster, Charlie, that I learned about. That's really cool. So your hamster taught you everything you know. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, Alexa. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Today we are joined by Aiden. In this episode, we are going to learn about Roblox. Let's get started. So, how did Roblox become your passion? Um, I started playing when I was like four, and 
like kind of boring and then I played for like a week and then it got really fun. So what would you do if you had a hundred thousand dollars to spend on Robux? I'd probably buy Robux and spend it on my favorite game. What's your favorite game? Slap Battles. Alright, can you tell us an an interesting fact about Roblox? Roblox used to be called Dinoblox. Well, that's cool. Alright, well, thank you for being on the podcast and telling us all about Roblox. It was really fun. Alright, and see you in the next one. Bye. Hello, everyone. We're here with Adrian, and Adrian did his Knowledge Expo project on soccer. So, Adrian, what got you interested in soccer? It started in Pinelanders, 2016. Okay, so that's when you started playing soccer? Yeah. And what about soccer do you like so much? Why do you like soccer? It was that um, you had to use, like, every part of your body, and it felt like a dynamic. And I was, at, at the time, I was trying to lose weight. When you were so young? I think so. (laughs) I mean, it's a good way to be active, right? And not be playing video games and stuff. So that's good. It's always good to be active. Um, Your slideshow looks like you have a lot of writing, like a lot of information. Can you tell me some interesting things that you learned about soccer? There's 19 slides. Yeah, that's a lot of slides. And he really, I know you listeners cannot see this, but he has paragraphs on every single page that he wrote about soccer. So give me give us some some interesting tidbits about soccer. It's the game started in in first century BCE in China. First century BCE? Yeah. It's that old? Yeah. It was called kuyu back then, which meant to kick a leather ball. Okay. Do you know what a soccer ball looked like back then? It kind of looks something like a it kind of looks something like a mix between a re- a regular soccer ball, an American football with, with the same um, stitching on top, and a volleyball with, like, with the design. That's really interesting. He's showing me a picture on his slideshow. To me, as soon as I saw that, I thought volleyball. But then I didn't see the American football stitching on the top. That's pretty interesting. Okay. It was used back in the 1930 World Cup. Oh, wow. That, that particular ball right there? Yeah. Okay. And it used to be called Kuju. Kuyu. Kuyu. Okay. Can you give us some more um, interesting information that you found out? It traveled overseas to England 160 years ago. I think exactly in 1863. Okay. Very cool. Um, Do you still play soccer? Yeah. I just joined a new team. It was in Jackson. Okay, cool. So is it like a travel team? Do you get to go to different places since it's in Jackson? No, I only do recreational. So that means staying staying in each place. There's actually a couple of divisions. I was in the collegiates, and there are like a, some sort of teams within, te- within a team. I was on Seton Hall Pirates. That's what the team's called. Okay, very cool. Um, do, are there positions in soccer that people play? Yeah, I I was specifically good as a defender. Okay. Um, Have you ever been a goalie? Yeah. It it had. I was a goalkeeper a couple times. Didn't didn't quite work out for me. How come? 
the last time I, I was goalkeeper, conceded a goal. Yikes. <laughs> That's okay, though. You know what? You're, in, you're learning, right? You're still learning? Yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything else about your project that you want people to know or that you think is, is worth sharing? I, I, I personally think... Oh, I see. He's got lots of famous soccer players. So is there anything else that you want to share with us about soccer? Apparently, there's, there's starting to be a brand new renaissance. In the 2000s, there was Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. I think the same rivalry is starting from Bop in Holland. Well, almost the same. You know El Clasico? I don't know El Clasico, but maybe people know it. Okay, it was Barcelona against Real Madrid. That was the two teams that 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 Ronaldo and Messi played. And and if just just imagine Mbappe at Manchester United and a Manchester Derby would be like so insane. Okay, I don't know too much about soccer, but sounds like it. it sounds pretty cool, pretty interesting. And I like that somebody is a goal-scoring robot because I like robots. That's, that's just his nickname. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't. I didn't know if it was a real robot. There are robots that can play soccer, you know. I never. I never even seen one. Yes. I showed a video. I don't think I showed it to your class, but yeah, there's there's a robot um, made by Honda that can kick a kick a ball into a goal. All right. Anything else? Not n- no. Okay. Well, you did a really good job with your project. Thank you so much for joining us, and. Have a good day. You too. Bye. To anime, when did you start listening, or when did you start watching anime? I started watching anime when I was um, 10 or 9, and when I first watched it, I was like, I was, when I first looked at it, I was happy, and I was, I was content with the um, shows. And I loved it the first time I started watching it. So I just kept watching it and learning more stuff about it. Okay, very cool. Um, do you remember the name of the first show that you watched when you were 9 or 10, when you first started watching it? Uh, yes, it was called Go- Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. That's a pretty popular one, right? A lot of kids like that one? Yeah. yeah. Is po- does Pokemon count as anime or not at all? No. <laughs> no, but Dragon Ball Z is anime. Yes. So what makes something anime or not anime, do you know? Uh, what do you mean by that? Like, to me, Pokemon kind of, the animation looks the same as some of the anime shows. So why is that not anime, but Dragon Ball Z is anime? Because you know how Goku has these little, he can change his hair and he gets stronger each time? Pikachu or other anybody else, they only shoot fire or lightning or other stuff that's not that's not really helping and they're animals so anime has to be based on people yes yes okay um and who are the characters that you picked for your presentation today i picked luffy goku naruto and deku okay if luffy goku naruto and deku deku were all in a fight which one would win it would be an easy contact for goku how come he was he will win because he um he's stronger than Naruto, Goku, and stronger than um Naruto, Deku, and um Luffy. Because 
Goku, he has this little thing where he calls Kamehameha, which is he shoots a beam out of his hand. Wait, can you say that again? Um, What's the thing called? Kamehameha. Kamehameha? Okay. So he shoots a beam out of his hands, right? And when he shoots a beam out of his hands, um, he um, destroys them technically. So he could destroy all of them? And one hit and one blow, yes. Wow, okay. So he's pretty powerful. Extremely powerful. Okay. Anything else you want to tell us about anime? Uh, no, that's really it right now. Okay. You did a great job. Thanks for being on the podcast. No problem. Hello, everyone. Today we are joined by Ari, and in this episode, we are going to learn about the history of cookies. Let's get started. So how did cookies, like the history of cookies, become your passion? Well, recently I started a cookie business because cookies are really fun to make, and I like baking a lot. So then I started selling cookies, and then I decided to do my slideshow on that. Can you tell us a fun fact about cookies? Did you know that cookies were made in the 7th century in Persia? That's cool. So they're really old. When did you start making cookies? Um, earlier this month or April. No, like baking. Like, not as a business, but like actually just making cookies. Um, I think I started like two years ago. I tried baking them. All right, well, thank you for this information now. Okay, so we are at the Knowledge Expo with our friend Aiden. And tell us what your topic is, Aiden. Um, computers. Computers. And how did you get interested in computers? Well, for my whole entire life almost. Your whole entire life? Yep. Can you remember the first time you ever did something on a computer? Like, what did you do? Like the very first time I started programming on my mom's old 2009 iMac. Wow. And do you remember how old you were when you were programming on your mom's iMac? Um, I can't remember. So you must have been pretty young, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so you've been interested in computers for a really long time. Right now, um, you're in fourth grade, right? Sorry, third grade. So as a third grader, right now in your life, what is the what is your favorite thing to do with computers? Well, a lot of things. Um, I guess, what was the question again? What is your favorite thing to do on computers right now? Programming. And what do you use to program? What, what program do you use to program? Scratch, Unity, Unreal Engine. Okay, awesome. Unreal Engine is a good one, right? You know that. Yeah, I do. It's pretty hard. I believe they made part of the Mandalorian with the Unreal Engine. Yeah, I think they did. That's really cool. Okay, so you like programming. You've been using computers for a long time. Did you learn anything interesting? Because your project says the evolution of computers. So can you tell me something that you learned about computers? Um, the old Mac... Books used to be called PowerBook. Okay, PowerBook. Do you know, I used to have a clamshell MacBook. Have you ever seen those before? I, I don't think so. I'll have to show you a picture. All the teachers had them when I started teaching because they looked like a clamshell and they were bright colors. 
Did you ever see those old Mac computers that are like really bright? Hi, Mrs. Petullo. Hi. Like blue and green and yellow, like they're all different colors. Yeah, I think my mom has a newer one. Okay, okay, very cool. Um, can you tell us something else that you learned about computers or anything else you want to tell us today? Um, um, there's over two billion computers in the world. Right now? Yes, right now. That's a lot of computers. Yeah. Do you know anything about like the early computers, like the first ones? Well, they weren't home computers, but they were like work computers. Could you like um, buy one at the store? No, they're really hard to find. That's what they looked like right there. Oh, wow. He's showing me his presentation, and it says, the year 1950, this was the very first computer, and it's a room. That doesn't look like a computer. That looks like a whole room full of computers. Yeah. All right, Aiden. Anything else you want to share? Well, hopefully you guys have a good day. I hope you hear all the presentations, and good luck. All right, thank you so much. You did an awesome job, Aiden. Thank you, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Bulldog's Passion. Today, we are joined by Craig. Is that how you say it? And in this episode, we're going to learn about Minecraft. All right, let's get started. So, how did Minecraft become your passion? Well, I started off by, um, start, so I started off by getting the game. When I started, I was a little uncomfortable, but then after a few years, I got used to it. And then when I started to get the hang of it, I started becoming very good at the game. So that is my passion. I like to fight mobs tell people about how getting supplies and what to do when they just started. So that's how my passion became the the history of Minecraft. I like to talk about history. I like to talk to people about how everything works, how to place blocks, how to fight mobs, and how to get rid of your enemies. So can you tell us a fun fact about Minecraft? Okay, here is a fun fact. Fun fact. Did you know that if you trap a person in survival, have a piston above them, you can make an infinity chamber that they will never be able to escape? Because if you have a redstone clock, that will keep pushing the piston down, which keeps putting them in a crouch position. Which means every time they try to break the iron bar, it's not going to work. So that's how one fun fact. Well, thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bulldog Fashion. Today we are joined by, your name is Danica. All right. In this episode, we are going to learn about Taylor Swift. Let's get started. So how did this become your passion? When I was six, I thought her music was really fun and it had a good beat to it. So I just like fell in love with her music and started listening to it and I just got really addicted to um, her songs. When did this become your passion? 
probably when I was about six years old. If you had $100,000 to spend towards your passion, what would you do with it? I would probably use it to donate to charity to kids who want to see Taylor Swift, like me. That's very nice. And can you tell us an interesting fact? Taylor Swift's first song was Tim McGraw, and when she's bored in her free time, she's a cookbook, and she likes to open it to any page, and she likes to master the recipe that's on that page. That's cool. Thank you for being on the podcast and telling us about Taylor Swift. You're welcome. All right. Bye. And we have at our Knowledge Expo, Amiri, who is here telling us about... Raider players. Raider players. What sport is that? For those of you that might not know. Football. Football. Oh, my goodness. And how did you get to be a Raiders fan? Um, from my dad. Oh, your dad was your inspiration to become a Raiders fan? Yeah. What are some things that you learned about the Raiders? Um, Bo Jackson, he had... Um, he had um, his neck, dislocated his neck, I mean his shoulder, his knee, and his hip. Ooh, that doesn't sound fun. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't think I would want to play football if I have to worry about dislocating all those things. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Anything else you learned about the Raiders that you liked? Where are they now? What te- where, where are they located? What uh, city? They're located in Las Vegas. Oh, they used to be in Oakland in California, right? Oakland, California, and Los Angeles. Oh, wow. So they've been all over. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for sharing your passion with us. You're welcome. Are you having fun today? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for co- for doing this with us. No problem. Bye. Bye-bye. And welcome to another episode of A Bulldog's Passion. Today we are joined by Jacob. In this episode, we are going to learn about WWE wrestlers. Let's get started. So, how did this become your passion? It can be my passion because in 2019, my friend Ryan Samodi he introduced it to me, and then I I I looked it I looked it up on TV, and then I I liked it on TV, and then and then it just continued over the years. That's cool. Can you tell us an interesting fact about WWE wrestling? Yeah, WWE, WWF was before WWE. WWF was a was the same thing. Was the same thing, but just a different, but just different. All right. Well, that's cool. When did this become your passion? In about like 2019, 2018. So, that's a long time ago, right? So, you know a lot about it? Do you love the view of you? Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite, like, wrestler in it? Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio? Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you for telling us about the WWE. It's fun learning about it. You're welcome. All right, and bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bulldog's Passion. Today, we are joined by Joanna, and in this episode, we are going to learn about soccer. All right, let's get started. So, how did soccer become your passion? It became my passion when I saw somebody 
uh, when my dad uh, like put, like gave me a jersey and uh, I saw the team playing um, and playing over and over again. And then I just like I, I started dribbling it, but I found a ball and then I just started hitting it. I did a curveball my first shot, and then I saw my favorite player playing, and then I'm like, yeah, no, I like it very much. So, when did you start? Do you play soccer? Yeah. When did you start playing soccer? At five years old. Yeah. All right, well, can you tell us a fact about soccer? One fact. Soccer uh, is like a little... Soccer came first, then rugby. It's almost the same, but you cannot uh, grab the ball with your hands, and but only the goalkeeper can uh, touch the ball with their hands. And uh, before, uh, a soccer ball wasn't like this before. It was like made out of uh, animal leather or something, or like leather, and it was too hard. So they kept changing it until like this. Uh, version of soccer. All right, well, thank you, and that's going to be the end of this episode, okay? <coughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Bulldog's Passion. Today, we are joined by Jackson. In this episode, we are going to learn about the sun. Let's get started. So, how did the sun become your passion? Well, it's one of well, it's how we get heat on Earth, and I was just like, I want to know more about this, because I want to know, like, how is it made? How does it keep us, like, how does it keep us from so far away? So I just decided, let's just do the sun, since that's the thing that keeps us warm. So can you tell us, so you said that you wondered how it heats us and keeps us warm? So, do you want to answer that question? Do you know the answer to that question? All right, so, can I ask you? So, how does it keep us warm? Um, well, there's heat that comes down from the sun, and then it goes into matter, which is anything liquid, air, or, like, solid. And then it goes into the matter, and then it brings off heat from anything that the like sun's heat touches. Well, that's cool. Can you tell us some interesting fact about the sun? Um, the sun actually rotates around Earth once per every year. Well, that's cool. Well, thank you for telling us about the sun. It was really fun. All right, bye. Okay, so hi, we are here with Isabella, and she did her project about cheerleading. So can you tell us um, how you got interested in cheerleading? How did this become something that became your passion? My mom was a shooting star, um, which is a cheer team. So she put me into cheer, and I loved it. So can you tell me what uh, she was a shooting star? Which is the highest level of cheer. Wow. And is that like um, when she was in college, like when she was younger, or, or like when, when, I, I've never heard of shooting stars before, so do you know anything else about that? It's like a world's team, and like the whole world knows like she won. Wow, 
okay, okay. So she was like an inspiration to you then. I think she did it in high school. Okay, all right. So when did you start doing cheering? When I was three. Three? Yeah. What do you, when you're three, what do you cheer for? Twilights. Okay. So is it mostly, do you do mostly competition or do you do like cheering for sports teams? Competition. I'm on a competitive team. Okay. Um, can you tell us something like when you did your project here? Cause I see Isabella has a, um, a slideshow. Did you learn anything that you didn't know before? Like, did you learn anything interesting about cheerleading? Um, that there's lots of like skills that you could learn and I'm on level five and it goes up to level six. It goes up to level six and you're already at level five? One, two, three, four, five, and six. So I guess that's what happens when you start at age three. <laughs> you level up very quickly. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you do stunts? Yes. They like hold me up in the air like that. I know. I just looked at the picture. So you are the flyer and that's the person who goes up in the air. Did you ever do anything else besides the flyer? Like did you ever... Um, like hold anybody up or spot or anything like that? No, I was really little. Um, so like older girls are on my team, like people in high school, so they get the cool. Wow, that's pretty crazy that you have older, because I guess it's by level, so people who, are, who start a little later are on your team. Um, okay, so you are the flyer. What is the craziest stunt you've done? Like. Do they? I don't know if they have names. I think they do have names. But what's what's like the most scary one that you've ever done? A backflip to an extension. And what is that? Um, you start on the ground and then you do a backflip up to here. So you do a backflip and then they catch your feet and then like throw you up in the air? Yeah. And are you scared to do that? No, it's really fun. My goodness. I would be very scared to do that, I think. Um, big under me and like I'm like small to them because I'm only in fourth grade and they're like in high school and I'm like the miniest one of the Okay, well yeah, then that makes sense. So you know that they're, there's a pretty good chance that they're going to catch you. They're not going to drop you. And the floor is like bouncy. Yeah. So you practice in a gym mostly? Yeah. And how many competitions do you do every year? Um, like we go to Texas, Boston, Indiana. Um, mostly like a lot, like locals and far ones. Locals are like for like you practice so you get like higher. So it sounds like a lot of competition. So is it something like every weekend you're going and doing some kind of training? Yeah. Okay, but you love it. Yes, I love it. Um, what's your favorite thing about cheering? Um, my friends and staying in the hotels and getting kids. Listen, those are some pretty cool rewards and it's cool that you get to travel all over the place. And what's something that you don't like about cheering, if there's anything? Nothing. Nothing. So you like everything about cheering. Do you think that you're going to be, I forgot, the shooting star, do you think you're going to be a shooting star when you get older? Yeah. Um, you have to be 13 to be a shooting star and I'm only one level, like, above from it. So I'm um, lower than it. So I, I might be on like Suns, which is like um, like like an age. You could be on like any age and it's like a higher level. Alright. So then we will look for you in the shooting stars, just like your mom, right? That's really, really cool. Um, is there anything else that you want to tell us about cheerleading or anything that you learned or anything that you want to share? Um... No, not really. Okay, well, thank you for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.